Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 957 The Game. By Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center, where, uh, oh, hours and hours ago, I believe the Lakers beat the Warriors 125 to 120. 888 957 9570. 888 That is the phone number to participate in the program. Uh, it was the debut for the Warriors uh, of Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins, uh, 8 for 12, 24 points. I think a real solid night uh, for the Warriors' new small forward. He guarded LeBron James a little bit. I know in the first couple of possessions, he not only guarded LeBron James, but he guarded Anthony Davis uh, as well. Held his own, I think, yeah. a, a decent effort, Whitey, uh, top to bottom. And uh, we've got sort of a new era tonight of the plucky dubs, right? Between I think so. Now and the end of the season, they fought, they scratched, they clawed, they found their way down 21, but got back into the game to where it was. Uh, there was a good vibe inside Chase Center tonight with the Warriors fighting and scrambling and trying to come up with some semblance of a of a, of a plucky effort in, in, against a, a team that's going to be contending for a championship in front of a, a national audience. All in all, the Andrew Wiggins era, I think, while the Warriors don't find the win column tonight, it, it goes in the plus column as far as just watchability and effort and fun. Yeah, they came a lot closer to winning this game than I think anyone thought they would. I think that it's a lot more fun now and there's a lot more positivity because, as we said during the pregame show, now you're adding pieces. Wiggins is coming in, and he presumably is something they hope to – uh, build around or at least make part of the group going forward. Steph Curry's coming in. So now instead of wondering, hey, we like this guy, but is he a fit here? He's kind of fun to watch, but D'Angelo Russell, is he going to be here? Now we know the trade deadline's passed. This is the roster going forward. They're going to be adding to it. So I think that makes the rest of the year more exciting and more interesting. The Warriors put up some numbers tonight. I know this game, you know, wins and losses right now are not that important. That said... Uh, there were some. They did some very interesting things tonight. We mentioned before the game that the uh, Lakers are number two in the league in points in the paint, and the Warriors are dead last. Right? The Warriors outscored the Lakers in the paint, 60 to 52. Uh, Jim Barnett talked about how well you got to try to slow down the Lakers because they get out in transition and they score a lot of points uh, in fast breaks. The Warriors outscored the Lakers in fast break fast break points. Pardon me, twenty six to sixteen, and the Warriors didn't have a bench right coming to this game. Who do they have on the bench? Uh, there isn't one. Forty nine bench points to forty one for the Lakers. Yeah, and it, it, it's a it's a new look team. There there's some differently defined roles. Uh, among this team now, I mean, you know Marquise Chris, at least for the foreseeable future, is going to be the starting center. You he know? was unbelievable tonight. Yeah, you know Wiggins is going to be the starting small forward. Kai Bowman, until Stephen Curry comes back, you know he is going to be the starting point guard. Uh, and, and really, th there's almost two waves of, of this team right now. You've got that first 
five with Bowman and Lee and, and Chris and, and tonight Pascal and Wiggins. I think Draymond will be in that, that starting unit when he's healthy and, and Eric Pascal will dip down to the bench. But you've almost got two fives now where everybody knows they're going to get in. Uh, and, and you even saw the Warriors play Zach Norvell Jr. and Alan Smilagic. And Smilagic had the crowd buzzing as he typically does when he gets on the floor. Yeah, both of them did. Uh, Norvell only had seven points, but he had two or three three-pointers. And Smilagic with 10 points. Uh, you mentioned Marquise Chris, 26 points tonight, one shy of his career high, but he did have 12 field goals, which is a new a career high, 12 of 15. And as far as Wiggins goes, uh, we said before the game, he's got to improve defensively, he's got to improve his shot selection, and he's got to be a better three-point shooter. Well, he scored 24 points on only 12 shots. He defended with uh, with great enthusiasm tonight from from the jump. And he made three out of four three-pointers. So it was a, a sparkling debut. You can't overreact one way or the other. But obviously for the Warriors and for Wiggins, it's a great relief to get off to a very good start. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with the media downstairs here uh, at Chase Center in the Bill King interview room. Of course, a lot of the conversation and questions regarding Andrew Wiggins and his Warriors debut. Yeah, I'm just uh, kind of curious your reflections on your first day coaching Andrew Wiggins from kind of meeting him through tonight's game. Well, it's just great to, um, you know, to have uh, a player who we could put on LeBron and at least, you know, match up physically. And, and uh, that's the hardest position to uh, to guard these days in the NBA. So to have a, a guy who's 6'8 and athletic and uh, knows the league well, understands how to play, uh, it's great. Um, our roster has been uh, really uh, torn apart, you know, with between the uh, retirement and injuries and, and uh, free agency. Um, so it's, uh, I think that's, it's a huge addition for us to be able to add Andrew on the wing. That's a, it's a position we uh, had to fill, and uh, we feel really good about it. Yeah, they were great. Um, you know, they've played together before, obviously. Um, you know, we, we love uh, Marquise's ability to, to be a lob threat. I don't know how many dunks he had tonight. It felt like uh, five or six, uh, maybe more. And Kai is uh, just an aggressive point guard who uh, is not afraid of anybody. So he got into the paint and found Marquis several times, and uh, they, they both played really well. Wiggins had five steals in the game. Is that something that you anticipated from him? A couple of them were even like at half court making plays around there. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's long and, and athletic, and, and he's been in the league, so he understands uh, the NBA game. And he made uh, some really good plays that we try to teach in terms of uh, how to guard pick and roll, getting – um, getting back into the the passing lane and um, you know fighting back uh, to the basket when somebody uh, breaks free and uh, blocking shots from behind, um, I thought he you know the extra effort um, really was helpful and uh, because of that athleticism, it, it allows him to uh, you know to make some plays that other guys just can't. 
Steve, I don't know that you've closed with Jordan uh, in a close game very often. What, this is just because he was shooting the ball well. Did you, did you like what he was doing? Was that a conscious decision you made to close with him in this one? Yeah, yeah, he was he was going well, and uh, we were on a nice run. And uh, that's generally, you know, how we how we do it, um, especially this year because we've had. Uh, you know, so much fluidity with the roster. Uh, if we find a group that's that's going well, we'll we'll stay with them. Um, so there's, uh, I thought I thought Jordan really had a great second half and uh, finished the game strongly. You mentioned Marquise as, as a lob threat, him rim running and being a lob threat. Is that kind of what you want to see from him these last thirty games? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's one of the reasons we're uh, excited to have him. You know. Um, He's uh, he's a different look from from Loon. Uh, he's a different type of player, and we need both of them. We're going to need both both guys um, at the center next year, and uh, probably need uh, another center in free agency as well. Uh, so, uh, I'm just excited that uh, Marquise is going to be with us going forward. Our coaching staff has felt strongly about him all season long, and uh, he's he's doing a great job. Uh, Wiggins took 12 shots in about 31 minutes. Uh, did you tell him you got the green light? Did you tell him be selective? Did you tell him look at the three? Anything you could tell him? And did you like that flow for him, uh, that number of shots? The, I, I never said anything about how many shots. I just said um, sprint the floor both ways. That's the only thing uh, we're asking, uh, especially here in the first week. You know, without um, him having uh, much knowledge of our playbook, we just stuck to a couple of basic actions and. Uh, and I just told him, no matter what happens, we're, uh, we need you to sprint the floor uh, both ways. And um, when, we, when we are whole again, um, we've got a couple guys who really throw the ball ahead in transition in uh, Draymond and Steph. And um, Andrew can get out with such speed that um, that'll be a great weapon for us going forward. What, uh, what do you kind of uh, remember from like a human interaction level with him in this day and just I mean obviously he was in, on one franchise for whatever six seasons and just kind of m what must have been a whirlwind and, and him coming in and playing right away he's just a, a very humble uh, person he's excited to be here um, I think he's excited to um, to play with the guys he's going to play with um, sometimes a change, or, a change of scenery is good uh, for a player in his career, and I think the timing is right for him. Uh, and uh, he's easy to coach. Um, seems um, very, very low maintenance. Um, had a chance to to visit with Tom Thibodeau, who's here right now. He had already planned a trip in uh, to watch us practice the next few days and talk to Tibbs uh, pregame. And he said he loved Andrew, loved coaching him, and uh, I can see why. Just uh, Low maintenance and really good guy, good teammate, and everybody uh, enjoyed playing with him. All right, so there's Steve Kerr. Uh, a lot to chew on from the head coach as the Warriors do lose to the Lakers tonight, 125 to 120. I, I thought the opening statement was maybe the most telling. Great to have a player we could put on LeBron that could match up physically. Right. I think that goes to something that, that we've really discussed a lot this year, which is just the fact that the Warriors don't have a lot of three-man body types on their roster. Glenn Robinson III found his way out in all of the moves of the last 48 hours. Uh, but other than him, they didn't have anybody. They don't have him. Now you have Wiggins, but Wiggins is somebody that's maybe hasn't done it 
successfully consistently in his career, but he's guarded a lot of those players that, that, that you need to be able to at least have a body to throw on like LeBron, and he's done it regularly. I agree completely. It's also interesting to me that the first thing Steve Kerr says about Wiggins, Wiggins had a big night offensively, but the first thing he says is defense. So it's very clear what their point of emphasis is going to be with Wiggins going forward, even though, as I say, he had a very efficient night offensively. Yeah, nothing about shot attempts or shot selection or anything like that. I thought the other key point was, you know, run the lanes, run the floor hard. And that was something that Steve Kerr had mentioned a couple of days ago. They really want him to run and use that athleticism and, and maybe get some easy baskets. There weren't too many of those tonight uh, for him, but I think it's it's a deal where if you're playing the game at a certain tempo, Everything will get caught in the wash, especially when this Warriors team is is, is fully healthy and yes, closer to what they've been functional. the last few years. I think it's really encouraging that their offensive numbers tonight were excellent as a team. They shot 52%. That's excellent. Three-point shooting, 41%. That's excellent. Two things that really cost them tonight, they didn't shoot the ball well from the foul line, 15 to 23. You lose a game by five and you go 15 to 23. Uh, and also, they had uh, 18 turnovers tonight. Uh, Wiggins had four and even Kai Bowman had four. But other than the turnovers and the poor free throw shooting, the offense was really clicking, which is really surprising given how many guys just got here. Yeah, and Wiggins tonight, uh, free throw shooting, he did miss four of his nine yes. free throws, and that's something – uh, that has been an issue throughout the course of his career. I believe he came in a little under 70% for the season, and he's somebody that's uh, in the low to mid-70s for his career. So free throw shooting for somebody that that takes as many field goal attempts uh, as he typically has, the free throw numbers you'd like to see, I think, be a little bit higher than the low to mid-70s. Absolutely, yeah. I think they can straighten that out. I noticed a few things I'll tell Coach about his, his release at the foul, and I think we'll straighten him out. But that's a great point you make, and I, I'm very optimistic that they'll be able to help him improve in that area, and it's pivotal that they do. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap-up here, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, 888-957-9570. Do we still have Mark in San Francisco? Let's go to Mark in San Francisco here uh, on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? Good, good. You know, I, I really like the moves um, that Myers made, getting all these draft picks. We do good in the second round. And, and I, the way this uh, organization drafts and scouts, you're not always going to hit every, every player, but they do a pretty good job overall. I think that's their strength. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I think the Warriors, though, Mark, and thanks for the call, are, are pretty happy with the fact that they're going to have some first-round picks here that mm -hmm. are going to be higher than anywhere that they've picked, really going all the way back to Harrison Barnes in 2012, who was picked, what, seven overall uh, in the first round. I think the Warriors are, are really going to welcome potentially having not one but multiple picks the next two years or at least two of the next three years that, that could be let's say, top 10 level picks, maybe could be as high as even top five with their own pick this year, given where their record currently is. As Mark points out, nobody hits on all their picks, and the Warriors just acknowledge, right, that Jacob Evans didn't that work. wasn't going to work out, so he's gone. But Jordan Poole had a tremendous night tonight with 19 points. He did pad that a little bit with a, especially one layup late, but he had 8 of 12, 3 out of 7 beyond the arc, and they were kind of even going to him 
uh, late in the game to hang in there, to stay in there. This from a guy who has struggled mightily with his jump shot. So that's a very encouraging sign once again from their last year's first-round draft choice. Well, and, and Jordan Poole was somebody that was – he. He was in the finishing lineup tonight. Yes. I mean, he yes. was somebody that, and the Warriors are, are, you know, the way their roster is currently, you know, composed, you know, Damian Lee or Jordan Poole, it could be as a matter of, hey, who's playing better on that night? Right. And, I mean, this and from tonight a, it was Poole. Yeah. Primetime game against the Lakers from a guy who it wasn't that long ago, Steve Kerr was saying, you know, I think we just threw too much at him and he really shouldn't be playing this much. And obviously he's responded. Yeah. So he winds up uh, in just under 23 minutes with 19 points. He did knock down three threes. Uh, 8 of 12 overall, uh, a quality effort uh, for Jordan Poole off the bench tonight. Uh, Alan Smilagic also uh, in double figures for the Warriors off and the bench. And he missed some makeable shots, he, too. He really did. He he seemed a little bit maybe wound up tonight, like uh, shots that, that he... Everybody was a little more, wound up you know, yeah. Shot you know, more effortlessly uh, earlier in the season. I thought he, he was, yeah, a little wound up. Maybe the shots were a little... Little long, little little too much energy uh, that, that he had to channel through there. But uh, you know, uh, another aspect of all of the moves the last couple of days that I really like, Whitey, is the fact that this opens up some time for Alan Smilagic. Right. And and I know, you know he didn't play a ton, but you know, 14 minutes. Uh, he made the most of them. He he made the most of them, and and you know what? He he winds up taking a, a minus 10, and 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 like you said, he he missed some shots that were probably makeable. But I like seeing him get time to, to work on his game. I think 14 minutes at the NBA level for Alan Smilagic is, is more beneficial, I really do, than 28 to 32 minutes playing in the G League, uh, especially when you look at, at, at the opportunity that's been afforded this Warriors team now with 29 games to go, the record that they have when they do not anticipate being anywhere close to this record next year where maybe you don't have the margin for error to play a guy like Smiley Geach a lot, let him let him get out there. Yeah, give him more minutes. So so having less, you know, having fewer options because of some of these trades and maybe Amari Spellman, who I know the Warriors liked him not being around, uh, and and Draymond obviously not playing tonight, I, I think helped Smiley Geach get in in the ball game as well. But but just having a couple fewer options opening a, a path to get him on the court, I think is a net positive. He's got that scorer's mentality. As soon as he touches, he's looking to score. And if he can't score, he doesn't force things. He'll pass it out to Bowman. You know, he reposted tonight, got it out to Bowman. But I love that about him. The first thing he does is he looks to score, and he thinks he can score every time he touches the ball. But again, that said, he's not forcing the issue. Steve Kerr again tonight, speaking of the Warriors' bigs, he mentioned post game, oh, we probably need another center in free agency. And he's that's been a common theme with him. I don't know if he's trying to oh, they convince do. someone. No, but they it's do. It's pretty clear. I no, mean, yeah, uh, we've look, talked about and that. I don't think we're going to see. Six centers on the Warriors roster next year, but if you if you start to pencil out, okay, who do the Warriors have? You have Chris and you have Looney at this particular point in time. Uh, you're gonna need a third one, and you're gonna need the third one to be more of a true center, a tr right? You're gonna need You'd a, like to have he's one need available. To be a seven footer with some girth. Even as the NBA moves away from that, and nobody wanted Andre Drummond, and the Rockets say we don't need Capella, we don't need a center. You'd still like to have one available. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, and you at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll hear from Andrew Wiggins coming up here as well as Warriors wrap up. Brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of Home Search continues from Chase Center.
Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason, we're back inside Chase Center where the Lakers beat the Warriors tonight 125-120. to Golden State now 12-41. and The Lakers walk out of here with a 39-12 and record. These two teams are going to be back at it again in this building in uh, just 19 days. February the 27th, it'll be another nationally televised game. Uh, that one a Thursday night on TNT. Uh, so the Lakers uh, get a win. I know they had lost the three of their last five, so they were in need of a victory, and the Warriors trying to trying to figure out their new identity with Andrew Wiggins in the mix and Kai Bowman back in the fold and Marquise Chris taking on a, a bigger role uh, as he scored 26 points tonight to, to lead the Warriors in scoring. Andrew Wiggins makes his debut and goes for 24 points on 8 of 12. He hit 3 of 4 from 3, and he spoke with the media downstairs here at Chase Center uh, for the first time uh, after the ball game tonight. Can you just take us kind of through these last few hours, this last day, you know, getting off the plane until, you know, right now? Um, well, getting off the plane, uh, when I got off, I got yeah. a chance to come to the facility, you know, and check everything out. Um, and just leading up to the game, I was just anxious and excited. You know, I know the crowd here is crazy. The the energy here is, you know, amazing. You know, the culture is amazing. So I'm just excited to be part of it. Hi, Andrew. Janie McCauley from Associated Press. Um, Steve was in here a bit ago and just said his simple instructions were sprint the floor yeah. both ways. And he so appreciated, you know, not only your scoring ability right away, but also the fact that you can match up with LeBron and, and be physical. I'm. Were those nice instructions to get from him to kind of make it simple for, for you tonight? For sure. Uh, for sure. You know, I met with him earlier, and he was just like, compete and just run the floor. You know, that those are the main things, you know, and just hearing those words is making it easier on me. You know, I don't have to come here and try and do a lot or nothing like that. So I just felt good on the court, let the game come to me. Uh, the whole team, we're all unselfish tonight. You moved the ball and we competed. You know, that's the most important thing. When you take a wider scope of what it will be here, obviously, you know, you see Steph and Clay over there. How do you see yourself? They've kind of talked about you not having to be the star and kind of just being, you know, the small forward player position. Uh, what do you just kind of view long term here? Um, great team, man. A great team. Um, I'm joining a championship team, championship culture, you know, so I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, just playing with those guys. I know the whole floor will be, you know, open, you know, being not my best thing is attacking the basket, you know, and it's going to be kind of hard to help if you have, you know, Steph and Clay. <laughs> um, but just the way they're unselfish, you know, their they're, they're leadership, even Draymond, their leadership, I'm looking forward to it. Andrew, what do you think you learned most in Minnesota that you'll bring with you now to the Warriors? Um... I learned a lot in Minnesota, you know, not really no particular or specific, you know, thing that I can think of right now, but I've learned a lot, you know, over my, you know, five and a half uh, years, you know, just competing, how to be a professional, um, just certain things like that. Andrew Monty Pool, NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, Steve said he spoke with uh, Coach Thibodeau <laughs> earlier and that, that Tom said you, he enjoyed coaching you, that you were a good guy and so forth. Um, yet, <clears throat> there's people who criticize you for not doing, quote unquote, enough. In your mind, I mean, what do you think you could have done there 
that you haven't that you weren't able to do, and what do you want to try and do here for yourself, not just for the team? Um, I feel like you know everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, you know it is what it is. You know I feel like when you're losing, you know there's gonna be a little dark shadow over you. Um, but I'm here now. You know this is a winning culture. You know a winning team. Um, so hopefully people can you know take a different view and you know just watch us ball. It's only been 24 hours, but you know, in your kind of your onboarding process, does anything about this organization, this building, anything kind of surprised you? Um, everything really. You know, just the way, you know, their approach, um, their practice facility, the arena, everything is amazing. You know, the culture around the locker room, you know, the positivity, the energy, all of it. Andrew, Colin Ward-Henninger, CBSSports.com. You grew up in Toronto. You've played your whole career in Minnesota. How excited are you for the California weather? <laughs> like you said, I lived my whole life in the cold, you know, so I'm, I'm very excited. You know, my girlfriend's excited. My daughter, she doesn't know yet, but she's going to be excited. <laughs> so it'll be a good time. Um, Logan Murdoch, NBC Sports Bay Area. Kind of touching on what Monty was saying, you know, with all these things where you Thinking that you were kind of in need of a fresh start, um, you know, now through your t uh, years in Minnesota, and if so, how do you feel to finally have that? Um, yeah, you know, I was just like, you know, if it happens, it happens. It's gonna be a blessing, you know, either way. And when the news broke, you know, I was excited, you know, excited for both sides. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. What were those maybe three days leading up to the deadline like for you? I mean, your name was being floated out there yeah. already. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. Uh, and then if you could take us through the moment you learned. Yeah. Well, I'm not really <clears> – I don't really worry too much, you know, about, you know, the outside world and um, people uh, talking. You know, my job is just to go on the court, you know, and, and who play basketball. You know, so when everyone's talking or rumors about me getting traded or anything, I just play basketball. And if it happens, it happens. You know, it's, it happens as God's plan. And, you know, just leading up to it, uh, I just w I woke up and then uh, my coach, uh, Coach Ryan and Gerson, just, uh, they called me and they let me know. Over here. Um, how important is it to you to try and establish the situation here where you can show people that, hey, you can thrive in this culture and go after a ring. Um, it's important. You know, I've been part of a, you know, we lost a lot, you know, in Minnesota. Uh, so coming here, being part of a winning team, winning culture, um, it's different. You know, losing is never fun. You know, and just being here, and you can tell by everyone's attitude, everyone's approach, you know, how everything is just everywhere, you know, that, you know, they're winners, you know, and that's something I want to be, I wanted to be my whole career and I'm, I'm here, so I'm happy. When you're making plays, you, you know, I think you had one dunk in the first half and you see, you can look over and you see Steph Curry kind of celebrating there. Is that a surreal moment for you? Uh, yeah, you know, this whole thing didn't really feel real until they, you know, announced my name and they're just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I'm here, you know, just seeing the crowd and, you know, just seeing everyone excited for me and, you know, just embracing me on their own, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. Did you think you could play this well in your first time with these guys who you never played with before? Um, yeah, you know, I believe in myself and, you know, at the end of the day, it's basketball. 
you know, you prepare for this moment, your preparation is going to prepare you for, you know, any moment on the court, you know, and I feel like I was mentally ready um, and prepared to, you know, go out there and, you know, play good basketball. Anything else? All right. Um, Andrew Wiggins. Following. Even keel, kind of an even keel guy. Yeah, that's attacks I, the rim doesn't necessarily attack the questions. I, I think that'll be a, a welcome temperament for this Warriors team. Might fit in very nicely. Yeah, and I, I you know, really when you as look as long at as the, the effort is there on the court, different personality types. Uh, you know, of a Stephen Curry and a Clay Thompson and a Draymond Green, they're all three so complementary. Uh, at times, I mean, Kevin Durant was a very different personality type from the other three. At times, funny. At times, kind of volatile. At times, maybe a little bit moody. Uh, I, it, Andrew Wiggins seems like he is sort of a, a cross between maybe uh, a Steph Curry and a Clay Thompson a little bit. It's funny. I was thinking the same thing that you just said when I listened to him there. That you know, and obviously now we're we're so optimistic and hoping everything fits. But I was thinking, wow that type of personality could really slide right in as long as he's confident. He just doesn't appear to be ruffled by what people say, but at the same time, he is capable and willing to adjust to what adjustments he needs to make. We saw that in his game tonight. thought it was interesting that he talked about how uh, the Warriors were unselfish tonight and they competed, and they really did. That that Those are two very keen observations because uh, they had 30 assists. And, you know, that's a, the Lakers are number one in the West, a legitimate contender, and uh, I mean, that was a five-point game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and they battled from, from 21 down. Yeah. I, I mean, look, for me – if Andrew Wiggins can play 60 games next year like he did tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, that that may that number may even be high. But if he if he could play a significant amount of games the way he did tonight with what the Warriors believe they're going to have next year around him. This trade's going to be a win for the Warriors. Another key is the fact that with Minnesota, he was taking about 20 shots a game, and he took 12 tonight, and, and he made the most of them, 24 points. But it seems like he's fine with that. If he can be fine, you know, having some nights where he takes 12 shots, then again, he's going to fit right in because there are going to be nights like that on this team once everybody's back. Yeah, and it's interesting when you look at the, the shot distribution tonight. Marquis Chris wound up with the most field goal attempts for the Warriors in this game, and actually the second most for the entire game. It was LeBron James, 17, Marquise Chris, 15. Now, a lot of them are right around the basket. A lot of them were dunks, so you're never going to turn that down, and he wound up 12 for 15 for 26 points to, to go with nine boards. But, yeah, Wiggins only 12 attempts right there with Jordan Poole. Him and Jordan Poole, both 8 of 12 tonight, mm -hmm. both knocked down three three-pointers uh, in the ball game tonight. But, yeah, if Wiggins plays the game that he played tonight. Five with, steals, don't forget. You know, and he was very active. I mean, that he he very active in the in the passing lanes. He was, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see that, obviously, every single night. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he was a, a, a conscious defender tonight. I, I thought you just – it, he was aware of what was going on uh, and looked just solid. And I think it goes to show, Whitey, how far the Warriors had fallen in terms of you go from Harrison Barnes to Kevin Durant 
to, you know, Kevin Durant and Andre Godala down to not really having anybody. Glenn Robinson the third's a nice player. I think he's a, a backup player. Right. But there's a difference. You know, Andrew Wiggins, the difference between Glenn Robinson the third and Andrew Wiggins, say what you want about Wiggins' deficiencies, it's night and day. He's a legitimate NBA small he, he's forward. He's a legitimate starting small forward in the NBA, yeah. and I yeah. think that's something, you know, Glenn Robinson – Nice player, bench player. I think somebody that could be a player, you know, on this team even next year uh, as a backup. But but the Warriors got better at that position. Yeah, making that and trade. I think his numbers, his final numbers, were even more encouraging, considering that he did get off to kind of a understandably kind of a shaky start. He had an offensive foul, had some bad turnovers, but then he made he was that corner for three. three. Yeah, he was off to a was like, oh my goodness. He was 0 for 3, and he ended up 8 for 9. Right. He stuck with it and had a real nice game. Real nice game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888-957-9570, We've got the call of the game coming up here, uh, and we will uh, also hear uh, maybe from Kai Bowman as well as uh, we are here between now and 10 o'clock as Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search continues from Chase Center. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back here inside Chase Center. Lakers beat the Warriors 125-120. to was a nice debut for Andrew Wiggins, but not enough to uh, allow the Warriors to prevail in this one as Golden State. Uh, they have now lost two straight games uh, after their two-game winning streak last Saturday and Monday. The Warriors back in action on Monday back in this building against the Miami Heat. Uh, before we hear from Marquise Chris Whitey, let's uh, go ahead and get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Scott Anderson, Pargo play catch. Seven on the clock. Here is Smilagich. Backs up now. Fake tower oh. goes right by him for a right hand slam. He faked the handoff and wheeled by him for the dunk. That was sweet. <laughs> he called over like, oh, I'm going to yeah. get it to you, and, and Howard <laughs> bit the whole thing. All right, so know the call of the game on Monday. Make sure you tune in to Joe Loa Dibs here on 95.7 The Game, 9.30 a.m. If you can correctly identify the call we just played, you will win $50 Ooh. to Schroeder's Restaurant at 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Smiley Geach making Dwight Howard look a little bit silly. Some may say, and I think uh, I saw this tweeted, that was the the moment that he officially became a warrior. Oh, was interesting. When he made Dwight Howard look silly. Wow. By the way, I also thought that Chris tonight kind of frustrated and got under JaVale McGee's skin. Just I think JaVale McGee struggled against his old team, and Marquise Chris was working him over tonight. Yeah, Marquise Chris is somebody that, that has a, a little bit of an edge to him, and, and he can be a little bit of a, a hothead, and maybe you're not expecting it. You know, from him, and then all of a sudden he's just, you know, banging on you a little bit, and 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 not Throwing afraid it down to, on your head. Yeah, not afraid, not afraid to mix it up with you too, uh, a little bit, which I think is an element of of his game. I know Draymond Green has said he lo has loved it, uh, and I think uh, the Warriors uh, like it as well. Let's go ahead and quickly before we uh, wrap this thing up uh, here from Marquise Chris, as he had a twenty six point nine board night in the Warriors' loss to the Lakers. Did you feel some type of way when you went through waivers and no one? even budged 
Um, no. I mean, honestly, I told people mm-hmm. I didn't want to go anywhere else. Um, to be quite honest, this was where I wanted to be. So I had spoken to my agent about that to, you know, make sure that I can come back here. Um, and there was people who spoke to him and, uh, you know, it was kind of more of a, I wouldn't even say ignoring, but just trying to be back here. Uh, this is where I wanted to be. This is where I feel like I would be the best fit. And um, obviously things worked out the way they were supposed to because I am back here. So, How do you feel that knowing that you will be, you know, I guess auditioning for to be in the long-term plans now and you have a, a chance to be here long-term? I mean, I've been auditioning uh, from day one. I think I bet on myself coming here with no certainty. Um, you know, and I take pride in what I do, and I think I can do it well, and I think it's something that this team needs. Um, so I just try to fill my role and not do too much and, and do what I'm asked, and it's led to me being here for, for the next couple of years. Marquise, you've been in losing situations before. How kind of unique is this situation where you have guys who were traded at the deadline who didn't want to leave even though your record is what it is? Um, I think it just speaks volumes to the culture here. Um People enjoy playing here. I think they enjoy the camaraderie that we had. Um, but at the end of the day, it's part of a business. And, you know, we build relationships that, that are beyond basketball. So, um, you know, even though we won't be, be competing with each other anymore, I think that those relationships will still stand. So, You were kind of in a weird situation while you were on your two-way briefly where you couldn't practice with the team or anything like that. How, how did you deal with that? And um, did you... Like, how important is that practice for you now? Um, I mean, I think it's part of being a professional. Uh, you don't really understand what situations you're going to be in, but I just had to stay ready. Um, you know, obviously not practicing, and I was starting. So uh, just watching a lot of film and, and working out, making sure that I stayed ready for the games was just part of being a professional. There, and, and, and the big takeaway, he, he wanted to be here. You know, there was that, you know, 48 hours where, you know, somebody could have claimed him and the Warriors had to, to put him on the two-way deal and now he got that converted back to a, a deal uh, you know for the remainder of the year and beyond and you know he he said it flat out he wanted to be here and I think you know we were talking about Andrew Wiggins maybe benefiting from being around yeah. this franchise and being around some of the other great players in that culture and I think Marquise Chris is somebody that's making the most of it as well absolutely we've seen a handful of guys this year some who aren't even here anymore who have made the most of the opportunity that they've had here and I also wanted to point out Juan Toscano Anderson tonight played pretty well uh, Pargo played well so I think that speaks to your point it speaks to the culture that players are able to come in and assimilate and make the most of these opportunities and, and the guys i like lefty shooters so oh, i'm, yeah? I'm okay. a little partial to zach norvell i, I like, I a, love I like zach a lefty norvell. that can come in and just fill it up a little bit yeah. i know he had the two big games against the warriors in the preseason chase center is the house that zach norvell <laughs> built right but, but he he could fill it up a little bit yes and, he can. and was a willing defender i thought tonight in in 17 minutes so everybody that was available played uh, obviously, Draymond with the the back tightness did not, but uh, yeah, it was it was good to see you know different players getting I was opportunities. Screaming, Get the ball to twenty one. Yeah, yeah, he so was on fire. Yeah, he knocked down uh, yeah. a couple of three couple pointers. Of threes, yes. and, and wound up uh, with seven points. So the Warriors, uh, all in all, they lose to the Lakers tonight, one twenty five to one twenty. That drops their record to twelve and forty one. They're back here on Monday 
the Miami Heat in town. I know Miami, they made a bunch of different moves, including uh, a familiar face on the, the addition roster, of Andre mistaken. Iguodala, yeah. uh, who uh, I know they play in Portland tomorrow. So we'll have to see. I know Jay Crowder was unavailable. They, they didn't have anybody in Sacramento last night. The Kings wound up beating them relatively easily. Uh, in the second half, but they play in Portland tomorrow before they're here, so we'll we'll see who plays tomorrow. Maybe uh, other guys that play tomorrow don't play here. Jimmy Butler's dealing with an injury as well, so he may not, uh, it sounds like, be going in that ball game. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun to see Andre Iguodala back. Yeah, they'll guard you, but the Lakers will guard you too, and the Warriors still put up a 120 tonight, so it should be fun. That's going to do it for us. want to thank uh, Tim Jordan for setting us up uh, out here at Chase Center for Alex Scott and Cody Pasby back in our San Francisco studios. Whitey, you're back tomorrow morning, right? Quick absolutely. Quick turnaround for you, 9 a.m. Yeah. with Coes. Yeah, that's absolutely right. 9 a.m. with Coes right here on 95.7 The Game until 1, and then we'll be back with Jim Barnett Monday night, 6 o'clock, right here at Chase Center with Warriors Live, so keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. Fox Sports Radio is coming your way next Lakers beat the Warriors 125 to 120. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.